welcome back to the second hour of the Nutramedical Report, which is a very important science hour, with Ann Morrison, our scientist, and her blog, which is Twiland, T-W-I-L-A-N-D dot info. We usually do a video after the show today or the next day, which is well over an hour in many cases because we cover a tremendous number of topics, just to give you an idea of the amount of tremendous research that Ann does. And uh, we, I really want to strongly recommend that you donate and support what she's doing because she puts so much time into this. This kind of information, by the way, is not openly available or, or digestible on the Internet, on television or radio, uh, elsewhere. You don't have the kind of level of expertise that we have or dialogue regarding uh, updates on biosecurity regarding flavivirus, uh, Zika, biosecurity DNA about Neanderthals today, radiation, about uh, radiation releases in cities and towns, including Radcon, looking at gamma radiation, the Constitution, crony capitalism, climate change, uh, solar activity that's going on in terms of solar stratospheric clouds and seismic activity. These are just some of the topics which we cover a number of them during the show, but we also do it afterwards in the video. And if you sign up on live stream, you can actually watch the show live. Uh, I'm setting it up so that people will actually be able to ask questions if they just sign in to Nutramedical One and then they can send their question to me once they're approved uh, and we can ask it live on the air. So welcome back to the program, Ann. Well, thank you, Dr. Daigle. How are you today? Um, energized. I had a good uh, program with Matthew. We were talking about symbology of current and ancient events. And um, I, I'd like you to kind of just dive right into the top issues. I, the second one down on Neanderthal, it's interesting because 23andMe will actually tell you the percentage of uh, Neanderthal DNA. And Neanderthal DNA is interesting uh, in terms of the presence in Northern European peoples uh, and its effect on health and other traits in terms of behavior uh, innovation, in, you know, the ability to create new things or, or be innovative, uh, but it also has health effects on the population as well. Well, and I think that it also uh, uh, lets us know that our DNA is not uh, immutable, that it changes over thousands of years. Right. And uh, that's important to know that, that uh, changes may or may not help us in the modern era obviously when they occurred uh, back then when they occurred uh, they were helpful because they increased uh, survival survival of the fittest right. <laughs> exactly. yeah, their Neanderthal DNA they think may be tied to things like diabetes but also may be tied to the ability to make tools and to innovate so there's some positive things and some negative things and that in fact the ability to put on extra body fat may be tied to Neanderthal DNA characteristics that's right well, our, our ancestors uh, first migrated out of Africa around 60,000 years ago. But uh, two other species of hominid cousins um, were in the Eurasian landmass, the Neanderthals and the Denisovans. <laughs> I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> and uh, the Neanderthals were in Europe. They were in Eastern Europe and uh, Western Asia, and the <coughs> Denisovans uh, migrated over into Asia, and they were found, uh, their DNA has been found as far north as Siberia. So we think that they prob- those were the ones that probably crossed the land bridge into Alaska and uh, came down into North America, and uh, after uh, some time, uh, they, uh, they formed the basis of our, of our Native Americans. Well, but apparently, long before the Native Americans, there was a population of people that populated North America that uh, something like 65 or 70,000 years ago, there was a major explosion on Tonga. 
in, uh, and that explosion caused uh, such nuclear and uh, we call weather des- desolation that the population of North America collapsed and it was only I think between 13 and 20,000 years ago that it was recolonized by Asian peoples across the land bridge that in fact there was an ancient people that goes back over around 65,000 years ago that was in North America but they they were wiped out so whatever happened was so desolation it was such a big desolation it killed them all well, that's possible. Uh, you know, we did have the Great Rising, uh-huh. and uh, uh, that certainly could have uh, wiped them out. Anyway, um, what uh, what they found now is they used to say that the the uh, hominids, the uh, Cro-Magnum man that came out of Africa, uh, killed in the killed these earlier groups of hominids, but now they think they interbred with them because they have found Neanderthal DNA in uh, humans, uh, modern humans. Right. So they think that they interbred, and because there were so so many more uh, uh, Cro-Magnum men or peoples that they, uh, you know, they just <laughs> the Neanderthal uh, DNA just got diluted and diluted and diluted, right. and uh, so they think that uh, most Europeans and Asians have between one and two percent. Yeah, I have, uh, I have three three point. I have 3.78%, so I have more than 73%. But I think my my wife and my sons have got to run like more than than 89% of the population. So we, we, our family has a pretty high percentage of Neanderthal. Of course, we have a lot of what we call a Norwegian uh, Celtic background. And, of course, the, 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 it turns out the Vikings have one of the highest percentage of Neanderthal DNA. Well, that's because the Neanderthals uh, migrated from Africa and they went up into the Alps and they were in Eastern Europe and uh, Western Asia. Right. And yes, they, that, yeah, was where, that, that was they're where they They're currently up survived. in Europe for a quarter million years uh, and it's only been the last forty to 60,000 years, I think, that the other groups like Romagnan and so on migrated up uh, into to interbreed and actually take over the territory. But the Neanderthal were there for at least a quarter million years or more. Right. They interbred with the uh, Neanderthals. But, yes, uh, and uh, that's because, uh, anyway, indigenous sub-Saharan Africans have none or very little Neanderthal DNA because their ancestors did not migrate (laughs) through Eurasia. So uh, that's uh, on... uh, uh, it's not surprising that modern humans were able to interbreed with their close cousins. Right. And, uh, and I won't get into all the details of evolution, of course. But uh, our, our, our own human ancestors did not begin their own exodus until about 60,000 years ago, after the Neanderthals and the Dennis, uh. Denisovans, uh had already migrated and right. had established colon, uh, colonies or groups. Right. Now, uh, so they think that the Neanderthals thrived in Europe for several hundred thousand years. So, yes, they spread right. out and they became the Vikings and the Goths and the Visigoths. And uh, we uh, probably need to owe them a debt of gratitude because uh, many of us carry ancient variants of the immune system genes involved in destroying pathogens that arose after we left Africa. Right. And uh, they think that these gene variants came from other archaic humans. Anyway, uh, some of the impacts that Neanderthal DNA has 
um, include, uh, well, in the brain, depression and addiction to tobacco, and uh, in the uh, blood, hypercoagulation, and in the stomach, malnutrition, and uh, uh, actinic keratosis. Uh, yeah, and dry skin patches, yeah. And urinary tract disorders. So, uh, you know, I used to be uh, <laughs> a, a subtle put down to be called a Neanderthal, um, but uh, actually it, it could be. Yeah, those are, the, those are the negative side. Let me see if the positive ones. Number one, the Neanderthal brain was bigger than the, the current uh, Homo sapiens. Number two, they were, of all the ancient peoples, they were the first to develop advanced tool systems hundreds of thousands of years before any of the other groups. Number three, because of their physical body, which is kind of more stout, more muscular, they were a lot stronger and had a lot of much bigger bones than any of the other people, so they could survive really cold climates because of the way their body was designed. And the hypercoagulability tied with the ability to protect their limbs from freezing, from frostbite. <clears throat> they had um, a, uh, a, uh, a tendency toward diabetes, so they had a tendency to have insulin resistance to survive long periods of famine where their body would shut down. Now, I was one of the original discoverers of reverse thyroid hormone, and I've advised one of the scientists at NASA that if they want to do long-term space travel, they need to actually give a patch or system of delivering RT3 because you can put someone in suspended animation like hibernation just by giving them a slow feed of, of reverse thyroid hormone. The f- best marker for diabetes is not insulin alone. Fasting into our insulin, it's reverse thyroid hormone. So if someone has a high level of RT3, their total number of calories that they need to eat and maintain a body mass is considerably lower. So the average person with an elevated RT3 may need as little as 25% less calories to maintain body mass. So uh, there's a lot of characteristics that, that the Neanderthal developed which would be better for tool making, survival, uh, frostbite, and uh, the, believe it or not, if you look at the Pima Indians, they were probably, of all the peoples on the earth, the, the, the best super athletes uh, of any people on earth. And they could run through a desert and outrun a, a wild animal. In fact, that's what a, a lot of time humans would do even in Africa. We would actually outrun them in terms of endurance. And the Pima Indians could run 100 and some miles through the desert to temperatures that would kill a wild animal, drink barrel cactus juice. And we've had geneticists on the show over the period of years from Washington University in St. Louis that have proved that the uh, characteristics to maintain body osmolality in extreme starvation and dehydration is one of the characteristics Neanderthal has, which means they also predispose to diabetes, obesity, uh, and the various health conditions that happen but it means they also have higher fertility rates, bigger muscle mass, and get much stronger, much quicker than the average person. So if you look at athletes that are, let's say, powerlifters and extreme athletes, you'll find a much higher percentage of Neanderthal DNA uh, and the muscle twitch fibers that make them much more athletic. For example, when they did my 23andMe, I have what's called a super athlete uh, muscle twitch fiber DNA, and so do my sons. So my wife, uh, Michelle... She's a full J1C uh, descended Viking. And what happens, that means, is, is that you get survivor genes, and then on the other hand, will give you diseases as you get older, but you reproduce. Well, after looking through this list, I've decided that, my, uh, that I do have Neanderthal DNA, uh, and yeah. uh, I'm, I will no longer 
I take it as a slur if somebody calls me. No, it's a, it, in fact, it's more likely if there's a worldwide catastrophe that people with higher percentages of Neanderthal DNA will be survivors. I call them the Golden Shovel Brigade, burying their uh, non-Neanderthal relatives that have low percentages because they can't survive famine or starvation or dehydration. Interesting, hey? So well, I've you, heard the, Yeah. I've heard the reason that a man can catch a horse is that the horse will stop running. Exactly. In, fact, in fact, uh, this is the reason why there's African tribes that literally will, will run a wild uh, animal like a wildebeest uh, or another animal and then can capture it because the animal cannot outrun a human. The, the right. human being has the greatest endurance of any uh, any mammal on the planet, and no animal can outrun a human. I mean, they run faster for short periods of time, but in terms of endurance, human beings, especially Neanderthal, have greater endurance than any other creature on the earth. All right, I'd like to move on to the flavivirus Zika, yeah. Yeah, just to catch you up on uh, what's been going on. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the uh, CDC has updated their page on the outcomes of pregnancies. We're looking at pregnancies right. because uh, those are the only deaths that are being reported uh, as a result of Zika virus infection. Um, the the children are either born, stillborn, or they're. Uh, they have congenital defects to the point that they don't live very long. Are they getting good so, numbers now, or are they being sloppy? Oh, they're still sloppy. Yeah, but at yeah. least we're getting some numbers. No. So as of the uh, December 27th, uh, completed pregnancies with or without birth defects was 875, and live-born infants with birth defects were 36, and pregnancy losses with birth defects were 5. So if you add 36 and 5, you're going to get 41. And uh, that sounds to me like it's about, what? Well, if it was 1% of 875, it would be 8. And we're up at 41. So uh, about uh, 8 will go into 40, what, five times? Yeah. So about five, yeah. So, uh, but we have heard, um, remember the paper that we discussed earlier, that up to 40% of the uh, people of the babies that are born will have uh, will die from birth defects either preterm or postterm. Yeah, and the postterm so, thing isn't yet all in yet because what we're seeing is neurological and eye and other organ progression of the uh, stealth infection on the mitochondrial up, uh, it's called UPR response of the endoplasmic reticulum and although it's neurotropic it attacks the bone marrow and the eyes and other tissues and so we don't know the long-term effects of this is how it's going to affect the population. Uh, even there are relatively mild effects in, say, late-term pregnancies. They may have pretty progressive neurological and eye deterioration that may occur later or even collapse of their megakaryocytes generating platelets, so they may actually bleed out from a bone marrow collapse of the ability to make platelets. So we don't know, and we have to assume that... that I look at Zika virus as an extinction-level event, and I know that... At the very least, it's going to make women very, very cautious about the idea of having a pregnancy now. Uh, and so that's going to negatively affect an entire cohort of the population. Well, in our public health, the CDC and the, uh, and the National Institutes of Health are not helping that because they're not, they're not tracking people who carry Zika, whether they were uh, travelers to an endemic zone, Zika zone, or, uh, you know, people can catch it not only from mosquitoes, and I'm going to mention that a little bit later, right. but also from just being around somebody who has Zika who may have no symptoms at all. 
Well, and, the, the, uh, the other thing public- about it, about RNA viruses, and this is something that people may or may not know, including doctors uh, that are not educated in immunology and uh, infectious disease, because it's an intracellular virus, there's usually no antibodies. It's an intracellular pathogen, so the normal alarm systems of the immune system are not operative if it's, if it's an intracellular pathogen. So as a result, unless you have PCR or other technologies like the metapathia that can actually scan for the harmonic resonance of the virus in a different body compartment, you're not going to identify this because it can clear from this, the, the uh, plasma and can be in the endocervix or the, or the ovaries or testicles for months or years, or it can be in the bone marrow for years and cause a collapse years later. So what, what happens is that we make assumptions based on things that aren't true. These viruses aren't going to necessarily generate an antibody signature that they're present, are they? That's right. And uh, we're, we're behind the curve a long ways. Other uh, countries are tracking their Zika patients or people who have traveled to uh, Zika endemic uh, areas of the world. And we aren't even doing that. And we have the means to do that. It's just that we're not doing it because we don't take it seriously enough. Well, what I would do is all ports of entry, I would have uh, metapathia scanners to pick up the harmonic resonance of the thing. Then I would actually, because the metapathia tells you the target tissue, whether it's the endocervix, the plasma, or some other tissue like the ovaries, I I would then do tissue sampling, including trans uh, umbilical sampling of the ovaries to see if a woman has persistent virus present in her ovaries. And then you can give them an accurate diagnosis of what's likely to be the long-term trajectory of their illness. If you still have persisting virus, say, two years after, you have to assume it's going to stay there forever. And that woman might be incapable of having a normal pregnancy and should have a valve placed in so they can't ever get pregnant because you don't want to go through this disaster uh, if you have a very high probability of having a child with Zika virus, uh, neurotropic brain destruction. So, you know. Well, but we know when the population is exposed to a carrier who, you know, even though she tests positive for Zika, she doesn't have any symptoms. Right. Maybe she's not planning on having a baby. Uh, she can still pass it on. Uh, she can pass it on through her her eye drops, uh, crying, oh, yeah. or sweat, or saliva. Or and, sexual activity, uh, so that she can transfer it on to someone else. And unfortunately, it's like the uh, some other STDs. There may be no symptoms in the male that they're actually a carrier now that they've had sex with someone who has it in their endocervix. Well, that's right. And there have been cases where men have had Zika but have had no uh, no indication. They have no symptoms, and they right. have given Zika to their uh, sex partners. And those, uh, you know, one thing I really am angry with the uh, CDC and the NIH is that they have not called it a sexually transmitted disease. Our doctors know what to do with a, uh, well, a pathogen that's on the STD list. They, they talk to the patient. Why is that? That doesn't make sense because there's two major routes. It's either going to be vector-borne or it's going to be sexually transmitted. And if they ignore that, even in climates where you don't see the virus, and the mosquito persists, it can be an STD embedding itself in the population. You, your
your husband, your wife, your children. We all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Stattmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at NumanaRepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N-N-A, Republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. Oh, fall. My favorite time of year. Cooler temperatures and, well, let's be honest, layers. Lots and lots of layers. Look, I get it. We all have that favorite hoodie. Matter of fact, I've got a few favorite hoodies. You should wear yours. Enjoy it. I do. But I stay focused on my health year-round. And for me, I take Nature's Youth RSF from Nature'sYouth.com. Nature's Youth RSF from naturesyouth.com. I eat right, control my portion sizes, still maintain a commitment to regular fitness, and I get plenty of rest, and I take Nature's Youth RSF. It's okay to cover up your beach body for a few months, but don't just forget about it. Nature's Youth understands exactly what it means to provide top-quality health products, and Nature's Youth customers not only improve their health, they know they're also providing their body with the right nourishment to maintain peak performance levels and fight the aging process. So layer up and get started today with Nature's Youth RSF. Nature'sYouth.com. Simple to use, even simpler to order. Go to Nature'sYouth.com. That's Nature'sYouth.com. Hi, folks. In a world of GMO, genetically modified organisms, that is, chemicals, processed foods, and a healthcare system that's unraveling like a cheap suit, it's time to prepare. God created herbs, and herbs help man. Our body can heal itself, just sometimes we need assistance. You need some help? Get the tea.com. That's get the tea.com. Our mild detox is quite powerful with its unique blend of eight different herbs. And if you're looking for more, our non-GMO supplements will help you with different needs you might have. Health should be a top priority. Take care of your health naturally. Log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Give your body a treat. Let the herbs do their thing naturally. Read all the testimonies on the website. Getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Sickness and viruses are like intruders and herbs are like warriors. Let the tea work for you. That's getthetea.com. And welcome back, and uh, uh, and so let's proceed. You have something to say about. Uh, Zika in Texas. Yes, well, we had talked before about the fact that the CDC has called Brownsville, Texas. They've designated them that is an endemic zone for Zika. And uh, the last report from the Texas Department of State is that uh, there are six local, and they call them mosquito transmitted cases. Of, uh, in Cameron County, and Brownsville is the county seat of that, 
Right. And um, they really haven't. Uh, what they're doing is they're uh, um, catching mosquitoes and then checking them. But in addition, there is the um, uh, <laughs> Rio Grande Valley uh, Partnership, and those are the four, well, there's three counties that are right on the Rio Grande River, which is the border between Mexico and the United States, and then one that's Willisey County, which is uh, along the coast. And uh, they say, the Texas County Department of Health is saying that Zika virus cases have been confirmed in all four of the Rio Grande Valley, all four of the counties. And uh, so those uh, those county seats are uh, Brownsville, of course, and Cameron, Raymondville, and Willisey, um, Edinburgh, and Hidalgo, and Rio Grande City, and Star. So those are the four counties. And uh, they have uh, confirmed Zika cases. And... Uh, they were uh, confirmed in September, and they were classified as travel-related. However, they now say that since the Cameron County case was transmitted locally by a mosquito, then they began to do urine t- voluntary urine-tested tests for, uh, to detect Zika. And uh, so they're listing now. The, now, this is the state health department. This is not the federal Right. They list 16 cases of Zika. Now, you know, the CDC says it's only six. But uh, they say 16 cases of Zika in Cameron County, five cases in Hidalgo, one in Star, and one in Willisey. And, uh, you know, the distances are too big for the mosquito to go from city to city or even from county to county. And uh, they have, uh, as of uh, last week, the Cameron County health officials, and that's the one uh, that has the most and is indicated as a Zika endemic area by the CDC, they have not found solid proof that infected mosquitoes are in the area. None of the thousands of mosquitoes trapped through Brownsville have tested positive for the virus. Ooh, that's different. And they'll continue testing. So what do you think is happening? Well, this is really good. The, um, the doctor down there in Cameron County, uh, head of the, the Texas Department of Health, said they are relying on health experts' educated guess. So, you know, he's just, he's saying it might not. I think he's trying to say that it may not be from a mosquito. Uh, but he also pointed out it's impossible to catch every single mosquito. So I'm thinking that uh, maybe, I hope, that they'll say that uh, they'll they'll come to the opinion that these cases are uh, transmitted other than by mosquito, and maybe they'll maybe they'll do something about it. You know, they need to be tracking these people that have Zika, and uh, because and they should be on the STD list because when a person goes in with a with a disease that's on the STD list, the doctor knows how to counsel them, and he'll ask him. Ask them for their partners and who they live with, and then yeah. they'll check all those people yeah, in confidence. Yeah, in other words, what's happening is this is like a replay of chlamydia, where they weren't doing proper in case tracking because a lot of the males didn't have symptoms, and the females would get late pelvic inflammatory disease that would make them sterile. And this is basically sloppy public health work on their part. <clears throat> because it's in that city, it, we have to treat it as such. And stop ignoring the fact that they think it's only going to be transmitted by mosquitoes. 
Well, yeah, and they need to have a follow-up protocol where they keep calling, say, the family members, and they're, you know, they'll have to counsel the people that have it to say, you know, you can transfer this through tears or sweat or saliva. And uh, so, anyway. Wow. Oh, are we already out again? We have another break. That was just a short segment. We're back for a long one now. We'll be back in a minute, and of course, we'll do a uh, show after the show on video and live stream and cover a lot more material. And if you sign up with live stream, you'll be notified when we're ready to start the show somewhere between a half an hour and an hour after the last program, The Firing Line. Back in a moment with Ann Morrison. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not, or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. If your home has hard water, then it's likely that LimeScale is clogging your pipes, damaging your appliances, costing you hundreds of dollars each year. You can eliminate LimeScale in the entire house with HydroCare products available at Wave Home Solutions. Easy and efficient with no maintenance, no salts, no chemicals, and no coils. And you can buy with confidence from Wave Home Solutions. Performance guaranteed. Just go to bestwater411.com. That's bestwater411.com. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store. It's time for you to have your own custom smartphone app for your business and pay way less than you can imagine. Introducing the I Can Get To Silent Salesman mobile marketing app, a global mobile marketing and communication tool for your business. Go to appsapart.com and learn how you could earn up to $36,351 or more per month just by inviting two people or less into a $14.95 per month program. Go to appsapart.com and be sure to watch the video at the top of the site and listen to the audio message from the CEO near the bottom. This is something you won't want to miss. Go to appsapart.com now or call 646-860-9540. That's 646-860-9540. Get the I Can Get 2. That's I-C-A-N-G-E-T, the number 2, silent salesman app at appsapart.com. That's A-P-P-S-A-P-A-R-T.com. 
Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to AROutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. AROutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AROutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. Plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath. Head to AROutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at AROutfitting.com. the next topic i want to talk about our ozone layer in the stratosphere we just had a uh, in fact i'll uh, talk a little bit more about it when we talk solar but we just had those um, polar stratospheric clouds psc and at the stratospheric level you don't have clouds there's no water vapor up there it's almost a vacuum and uh so they call them clouds because they kind of look like clouds and there's a lot of different colors it's mostly pink and that's you know aurora borealis are not pink right they're they're green it might be red and um so uh, they they found out last time which was about two years ago they had these polar stratospheric clouds and uh subsequent to that within the next week or so an ozone hole developed over uh, Britain and uh, Europe. And so they're looking for that ozone hole to develop, and it is. And uh, so uh, we know that that's an indication that ozone is being depleted. Now, I'm not talking about greenhouse gases here. I'm talking about ozone-depleting gases and uh, the National Oceanographic Oceanographic Atmospheric Administration, NOAA, which is part of the National Weather Service, has done a study, and they showed that nitrous oxide is now the top ozone-depleting emission. Again, I'm not talking greenhouse gases. Right, yeah, I'm not talking gas. the effects of methane or carbon dioxide or right. any of those. And <clears throat> what happens is that Apparently, when nitrous oxide uh, gets to the stratosphere, it starts uh, using the ozone, and so then the ozone disappears. And uh, it is emitted through human activities. And uh, so they've done a study, and they found out where it's coming from, and it's coming from human activities. Right. (laughs) I mean, it comes from fertilizer. it It comes from manure. Uh, so it comes from people and from cattle and and uh, litter and uh, sewage and uh, soil organic matter. Well, you can solve some of this 
by doing uh, better uh, farm practices. In other words, if you if you fix your manure so that it doesn't release the nitrous oxide, then you don't have that problem. And you should be uh, uh, composting that and then uh, burying it. Uh, either you know, it's just uh, it's just poor agricultural practice in that case. It's also but, good to actually uh, fix so the nitrates because it helps your crops. Well, it does do that. Yeah. And uh, sewage, you know, our human uh, waste, uh, if the sewage treatment is not proper, it will release uh, nitrous oxide. So it, it is released by natural sources. And uh, they did a study, and, be, and uh, the, you remember when the CFCs were the main ozone-depleting substances, and then they changed the CFC to become something that didn't deplete it quite as much. But they're still a, an important contributor to the ozone destruction. And uh, you'll, you'll find that, for instance, uh, ozone uh, nitrous oxide is emitted mostly in the United States and the southeast and, and all over Brazil and Argentina and the, in the equatorial uh, countries in Africa and India, China. So, uh, and they, they can, they show the peak, I mean, they know that the peak uh, is at about 10 degrees north latitude. So, the reason this is important is because the ozone layer shields plants, animals, and people from excessive ultraviolet light from the sun. Well, as it turns out, the sun is now heading towards the solar minimum. Right. Uh, this is uh, solar cycle 24, and we're heading towards the minimum they think it'll occur in 2019. This is 2017, so for two more years, uh, we're going to have excessive ultraviolet light from the sun, mostly because what's happening is that the um, we don't have sunspots, and uh, the uh, ultraviolet light, because we don't have sunspots, then we don't have uh, a shield. For instance, right now we're talking about a coronal hole. And uh, so we get more ultraviolet light from the sun. And in addition, because we don't have sunspots, we don't really have an ionosphere. So we don't have something that would catch the ultraviolet light. And uh, the ultraviolet light is usually captured by the ozone layer in the stratosphere. And what it does is it it is used to make ozone. I mean, that's, that's the right. purpose. And uh, uh, so it the ultraviolet light energy will hit the oxygen ions and make O3. Yeah. You need three things okay. to make uh, ozone. You need the magnetosphere of the Earth, uh, the upper troposphere, which is fourth layer of the Van Allen radiation belt. You need uh, oxygen, and you need ultraviolet light. Exactly right. And we don't have the oxygen in because, um, because uh, well, just because the ozone layer is being depleted by such things as nitrous oxide. Right. <laughs> you know, it's using up the, uh, the oxygen. So, uh, and, uh, so, so it's a triple threat. And by the way, people, you may think that you don't have to look at the ultraviolet index. But you do. It's more important now than uh, when we were at the solar maximum and we had a lot of sunspots. And they were uh, ejecting material and, uh, you know, we were talking about geomagnetic uh, problems. 
But uh, now that we don't have that, uh, the uh, the ultraviolet light, and not only that, the ultraviolet is is being emitted more by the sun. So uh, they call it a greenhouse gas, uh, but its major uh, purpose is that it will just uh, take out the ozone in the ozone layer. I have a feeling that the nitric oxide, because one of our scientists we had a few years ago, said because of the change in the atmosphere, the nitric oxide was also not only high in the atmosphere, destroying the ozone layer, but I think it's a major factor killing the benthic layer of the oceans. That the 80% of the oxygen carbon cycle, which means converts carbon dioxide or the phytoplankton, and, and we talked about this last week, that we need to re-engineer phytoplankton to tolerate higher acidity and convert more quickly the carbon dioxide into oxygen, because our world oxygen concentration is dropping, which means the ozone layer is being depleted because it's dropped from 21 to 90 percent. We also are seeing that the carrying capacity of the planet is not so just dependent on how much CO2 or methane hydrates are being released, and we don't know why there's so much being released all over the planet, but it's also dependent on the carbon oxygen cycle being now harmed. It's like the world has chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and it can't convert the CO2 in the atmosphere or from industry, uh, naturally or from industry, back into oxygen, and that's a big problem. So uh, we have dead zones in the ocean. We've cut down half of the rainforest on the planet, and now uh, we're, we, you know, we should realize it's a much more complex, multifaceted issue, not just climate change, it's biosphere change. And it uh, involves many other aspects, including the release of, of ozone-depleting radiotoxins from things like Fukushima Daiichi that are still spewing out a lot of radiation, and radiotoxic gases that actually destroy the ozone layer, like radioiodine uh, and argon and other gases are also ozone-depleting. Um, yes, and we need that ozone up there to protect human health. You can get burned through your clothing if uh, the uh, ultraviolet light comes down to the surface. And like I said, right now we're seeing an ozone hole develop over the North Atlantic Ocean. And uh, so if the second year was it was over Greenland, and I remember those pictures from Greenland that showed how how much it melted the, the ice on Greenland, and then the, the, the third year back it was over Britain. And yeah. uh, so you really need to be looking and uh, watching where the ozone holes are, and if they're over the United States, which they could be, uh, then you need to check your UV index before you go outside. Because the, Yeah, that's why three-quarters of cataracts are in the left eye because near the window. It's also why many drugs, for example... People aren't aware, and I'll just give two drugs. Hydrochlorothiazide, which is a just standard diuretic, is photoactivated in your skin by ultraviolet light. And moxifloxacin and leviquin activate a thing called DNA gyrase 4, which is also in bacteria. That's why they work. But the problem is they disrupt the ability for fibroblasts to actually lay down collagen. And you can, if you take this and get exposed to ultraviolet light, your lens in your eye can actually get disrupted and lose the zonular fibers that hold it in place. And you can actually have your lens start to float free. That means you need surgery to reimplant your lens in position so it doesn't slide out of position in your eye. And you can rupture a tendon like the Achilles tendon caused by being exposed to ultraviolet light from taking Leviquin or moxifloxacin because it activates the DNA gyrase 4 and disrupts your fibroblasts. So people don't know that ultraviolet light can be toxic and do weird stuff like photoactivate drugs that can actually be cancer-inducing. 
or biomolecules that we don't know about that are actually natural metabolites but exposed to ultraviolet light become quite dangerous. Maybe inducing things like cardiomyocyte dropout and heart failure or hypertension or God knows what. So what we have to do is present ourselves as ignorant of what the environment's doing to us because these high-energy light, apparently in the last 24 years, the spectra has moved from less than 23% of the ultraviolet light was UV, B, C, and D. A will tan you, B will burn you, C will give you cancer, and D will cause death. It's so powerful it even goes through the side of a building. Uh, but C will actually whip right through your clothing like it's not even there. And people aren't aware of this. They think, that, oh, if I just wear a suntan lotion, I'm fine, or a hat. And they don't understand that these higher energy lights are a much higher percentage of the light coming through, and they can not only kill crops, but they can do other bad things to people and animals and the, and, and the, and the biosphere. Yes, and I want to uh, tell people that they need to wear sunglasses when they're outside, even in the winter, <laughs> especially in the winter. Especially in the winter, and actually, because they, they presume because it's colder that they're not getting blasted with ultraviolet light. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not infrared. Infrared uh, warms you up, but ultraviolet doesn't. It kills you or right. it gives cancer right. or Whatever. Well, right. it's just one step before gamma rays. I mean, it can be pretty bad. The higher energy ultraviolet light can be pretty damaging. Yes. Well, the gamma rays are increasing, too. Uh, right. Gamma rays are not stopped by anything. We think that they go through the Earth. So it's not a matter. It's not like gamma rays. It's cosmic rays. Right. Cosmic rays just don't stop. And they do damage to our DNA. They, they give us... Uh, congenital birth defects, uh, they can change your DNA, they can give you all sorts of problems because they're, they're very high energy product uh, particles and they come from someplace outside the solar system and they're traveling very fast. Now they're yeah, not you, sure where they you come You see their ancient uh, 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 quasars, which are pulsars, or their supernova that exploded maybe billions of years ago or millions of years ago. So some of these are light that's traveling you know, uh, billions and or tr- quadrillions of light years uh, to Earth. Right. And, yeah. and so you won't even see the, the initial star that blow up, uh, say, 50 billion years ago, and it's, its lights and its radiation is finally hitting Earth. Yes. And uh, what happens when the sun is going through its solar cycle and when it's decreasing, when it's on the downturn, then uh, there's not as much um, solar wind and... Uh, CMEs, which protect us from cosmic rays, and uh, so without ha- we haven't had a CME in a long time. We've had solar wind from coronal holes on the sun, but uh, so there's an increase in cosmic rays. Not because there is an increase in cosmic rays. It's just that we don't have the protection that normally we would have here around the Earth. In the interest. All right. I need to move on, too, because we're running out of time. Right. Uh, the White House has released, uh, the current administration has released what um, Space.com is calling a dangerous asteroid strategy. And uh, they have a nice graph that you're going to be able to see, uh, like the KT impact that killed the dinosaurs when it occurred and how big it was. What and, topic is, uh, that, uh, is that under, Ann? Is it under... Um is that under the solar uh, topics or under the seismic? Uh, no, it should be uh, just under solar. Yeah, okay. Because it has to do with the solar system. Right. 
Because the comp went under slower. Dangerous uh, asteroid, yeah, strategy, yeah. So what, what's okay. dangerous about it? What's the story there? Because I actually was a doctor that took care of employees at U.S. Space Command, Strategic Defense, and Star Wars, and they actually said that 97% of our Star Wars weaponry systems were actually pointed out in space to what's called near space objects. And believe it or not, only 4% of objects that are city crashers or larger were being picked up by Space Command because they would have to hit it at a very great distance in order to change its trajectory. So we're basically sitting in a shooting gallery. And uh, that was back well, in the 90s. Yeah. The Department of Defense used to give that information to JPL. Right. And then JPL kept uh, track of the nearest objects. But uh, about five years ago, they stopped doing that because they didn't want any of their classified information to get out. And so um, the JPL and NASA and other NOAA have been scrambling to get that kind of data again. And uh, because the military gets it, but they don't, either they don't do anything about it, or if they do, they keep it to themselves. And um, so, like, for instance, this chart that you're going to see has the 1908 Tunguska event, which occurred in Russia, where they, I said a million acres. Do you think that's about right, where a million acres of trees were destroyed? Yeah, I think so. It was a big Uh, event. It was a huge event, and basically it was an atmospheric explosion that created the uh, blast uh, zone. And then the 2013 uh, Chelyabinsk, remember? Chelyabinsk, that was the asteroid that blew up in southern Russia. It was actually very near their plant that makes a lot of the T-80 tanks in southern Russia. Yes. Well, they've they've published a a document. They have a strategy. It's called the National Near-Earth Object Preparedness Strategy. And the uh, uh, acronym for that is Damien. And if you remember, Damien was the son that was born uh, uh, to the woman who thought that she had been impregnated by the devil. Right, and she was going to be actually the Antichrist. He was going to be the Antichrist. Damien Thorne was his his name. Was his name, right. Now, Damien really doesn't have that uh, meaning, but... Mm -hmm. Since we all saw that movie, maybe they have a twisted imagination. Uh, who knows? <laughs> a bad <laughs> well, sense of humor. This is, somebody does. Anyway, what they're going to do is uh, they're going to enhance near Earth object detection. They're going to develop methods for deflection, and uh, they're going to improve their modeling and uh, develop emergency procedures for impact scenarios. Aha! Uh-huh. I heard there's an asteroid heading toward Earth right now. Pretty large. I heard that. I yeah, heard back, back in a minute. Stay tuned. We are the American Freedom Party. This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants, and America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers, have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701 317 
800-500-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party. You, your husband, your wife, your children, we all need food. And with dozens of food storage companies buying up airtime all over radio, it's hard for you to know which company you can actually trust. Hey folks, John Statmiller here. We at RBN understand, which is why I personally searched out a storable food company and one with similar core values to us here at RBN and of course you, the listener. Well, I found such a company. I'd like to introduce you to Numana Food Storage. Numana Food Storage, highly nutritious, GMO-free, contains no aspartame, no high fructose corn syrup, has no chemical preservatives or soy, and Numana Food Storage has a 25-year shelf life. To back up my claims, we've made Numana Food Storage the exclusive food sponsor of RBN. Call 888-597-0775, 888-597-0775. Order online at NumanaRepublic.com. That's N-U-M-A-N-N-A, Republic.com. Food storage you'll love to eat. Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. This is Dr. Bill Deagle of the Nutramedical Report, 12 to 3, Monday to Friday. Call-ins are welcome to the show. You can order at 888-212-8871 or com. impact thing because apparently in the open news there's a asteroid heading toward Earth. Some of them actually have a pretty significant percentage of impact. There's one that's supposed to pass by Earth that's uh, I think three times the size of the one that apparently 60 million years ago hit the area of the Yucatan Peninsula and wiped out the dinosaurs, supposedly. Yep. And uh, the one that's actually is heading in 2029 toward Earth has uh, approximately one to one and a half percent chance of actually impacting the planet. That's in 2029, but that doesn't include all the other smaller comets and asteroids that are traveling at various speeds up to 55,000 miles an hour. And uh, we only pick out a small percentage of them. So I see these issues, and I'd like to expand on it when we do our video later because uh, I have a little bit of classified knowledge on this area of my scientists that I took care of at U.S. Space Command. Uh, and uh, don't underestimate our level of incompetence. That's what I would say. <laughs> okay, even though these are low probability, high consequence hazards, there because they're high, you know, when you multiply something that's very small with something that's very high, then you get something that you need to pay attention to. Right. And for a long time, we haven't. Now, I do have a link there that goes to the to the PDF that holds the National Preparedness Strategy, and. Um, See, the other thing that I looked at was that auroras, uh, we had a, an article from a Swedish uh, sky uh, watcher who was looking at the auroras, and people had said that sometimes they could hear the auroras. 
Right. And uh, he heard it, and he turned on his recorder. And so in the... Uh, yeah, why don't you try this, Bill? If you double-click on the Aurora Noise MP3 there, you should be able to uh, hear okay, what now he heard. Now, uh, that is uh, below, that article below the uh, one with the uh, comet, right? I'm looking for it. It says yeah, polar stratospheric cloud. Polar First I talk about yeah, polar, polar stratospheric clouds. Cloud. Yeah. And, and then I talk about uh, we're, ha- we're right now on where uh, we're debris, in a uh, meteor storm. Yeah, dust debris from the Saturn Comet 2003-EH1 from Radiant uh, near the North Star on Tuesday morning. And then there's the yep. Aura Blaster fire recorded in Sweden. Okay, that's the one you're talking about. And then there's yeah, the, and uh, then scroll down, and uh, he he recorded that. And if you double click on that MP3 there, uh, you should be able to hear it, and that'll be on my blog. Oh, really good. Let me see if I can actually get it to play. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So far, it's not doing it. I have a feeling we're going to have to do that on our video. Uh, uh, okay. I'm hitting it, double clicking it, but it's not behaving itself. Uh, I do, see, uh, do you I, I, have some? There it goes. Do you have something to play in MP3? Oh yeah, I got everything here, and so I've got full studio. <laughs> I'm just wondering yeah, if I should. Okay. So, uh, well, sometimes you can right-click it and then open as, uh, yeah. open with or something. Anyway, uh, that'll be up on the blog. Yeah. Se- seismically, we've had a uh, we have a terrifying situation that's going on in two places in the world. Right. There's uh, twin mountains. Sabankaya and Uberus volcanoes in Peru have exploded, and uh, there's a state of emergency and an evacuation that has been called. And there's yeah. two volcanoes in Italy. Right, that, in fact, uh, we talked about that with Leo. One at uh, Mount Vesuvius in the Seamount just off the Italian coast, that if it blows according to the Italian authorities, it'll wipe out all the coastal communities on the east side of the, of the Italian peninsula. Yep. Yeah. One. Well, I hear music. Yeah, we'll meet in about an hour and a half, uh, Anne, and we'll do our video then, and we'll hopefully get this MP3 okay. playing so people can hear the uh, the sounds that the Aurora makes. Yeah, Excellent let's do that. review today. Uh, thank you, Anne. We'll be back in a moment again. Twilight.info, do contribute and support what you're doing. We'll be back in a moment with uh, the firing line, and the host with the most, Michelle, is here, and she's ready to answer and ask your questions at a speed that you'll understand and not at usual Dr. Bill speed. We are the American Freedom Party. This is the most urgent time in the history of Western civilization. In the year 1900, white people of European descent comprised 35% of the world population. Today it is less than 9% and falling fast. Europe is being overrun with Middle Eastern immigrants, and America's founding stock is rapidly being replaced with third world peoples from around the globe. For the last 50 years, every influential institution in this nation, our schools and universities, our media, our churches and our employers, have promoted policies and principles that teach whites to be ashamed of their great heritage and birthright. We, who in the 1950s, the 1960s, and 1970s were the world's dominant force, are now so afraid of being called racist that we were quailing towards irrelevance and extinction. Join the American Freedom Party today. Reach us at theamericanfreedomparty.us or call us at 701-317-5317. Paid for by the American Freedom Party. 
are listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.